Hey everybody, we're the Big Bad Broadcast, featuring comedians John Parentino, Mike Reef, and Craig Mitchell. We're here every single Friday at 9 a.m. with comedy the way it ought to be, spontaneous and funny. We also feature special guests like Graham Nash, Billy Gardell, Tommy Chong, and more. Yeah, I can't believe we get those great guests. Yeah, what would make them like lower their standard to want to hang out with us? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder. Oh man, low self-esteem. And a very happy Friday morning, everybody. Friday, March 31st, 2023. It's the Daily Cruise and Travel News Podcast brought to you by the Snood Factory. www.thesnoodfactory.com Delivered every Monday through Saturday with one eye open. Brought to you by bestandseeradio.com and the podcast playground.com. I am Tom Drake, the guru of the seas. Wide awake on this Friday morning. I'm here with the, uh, with the Drake, my chaperone, editor, and other names that I'm not allowed to say because I want to keep this family friendly. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. I'll get to what's going on in the cruise and travel industry. It's Sea Trade Cruise Global. Sea Trade Cruise. It's a meeting symposium that everybody getting together. I love you. You love me. Oh, my God. Uh, before I do that, though, this is kind of eerie, eerie, maybe ironic. But yesterday, I spoke about Dr. Philippe Spies. He's uh, from Moffitt Cancer Center, treated both my wife and I. And I praised him because he deserves praise. He's spectacular, wonderful. I did not know when I said that, that yesterday was National Doctor's Day. I didn't know that. The guru just felt it. It just came into me, and I said it, and uh, it was perfect timing, and I meant what I said about one of the great doctors of all time at Moffitt Cancer Center. Kind of a strange, uh, I had an email yesterday from a good friend, a close friend, very helpful, and uh, and I believe everything this gentleman sends to me, and he chastises me in an email, uh, and, and by the way, he's, I have a lot of friends that are Jewish, and this gentleman is Jewish, but be honest, the last time he saw the temple is when he had a flat tie dr- flat tire driving by it. That's about the last time. And he chastises me. How come I didn't say happy Passover to people? And of course, right away I'm thinking, you don't say happy Passover, do you? There's nothing happy about that time in the Jewish faith. And I, I felt awful. I really, I, I didn't, almost didn't want to drink yesterday. Then last night I said, let me look it up. Passover doesn't start till April 5th. Now, either he's a very, very ill-informed Jewish man or he was he pulling my chain. He almost got away with it. I had a great day yesterday. I know, I know. What's where's the podcast? It's coming because this thing is a it's a kind of a personal podcast. It isn't very much like uh, you know this NPR and uh, today we're going to speak to someone who actually saw a whale smile. No, we don't do that stuff here. It's all about my life and what's going on in other people's lives, and it's it's uh, it's the news of the day with a bit of commentary and a bunch of other BS. Uh, what a great day yesterday, if I could say that. I had like a triple play retail doctor's office visit day went to the doctor's office early yesterday morning and i'll tell you what they could not have been nicer new doctor's office just professional all the way through from the receptionist to the person that walks you in the back to the doctor to the person that walks you out to the people say goodbye first class um yeah i'm not going to name it because then you're going to start to put together what it's all about it's none of your business you know you heard of the hipaa law and other things rhino well that's a different thing that's politics and then uh, the wife wanted to go shopping but first we went to breakfast and I didn't feel like going to Kiki's. I wasn't doing it. I'm not going to first watch because the with first watch is so expensive. You have to give them your watch. Man, they're brutal. We went to Denny's. I make fun of Denny's in my show. I feel bad about that now. Went to Denny's. The service was wonderful. The server was great. The manager was great. The food was great. And I feel bad. I almost want to take the joke out of the act, but it gets a big laugh. And the last time I checked, I'm supposed to get laughs. 
And the joke, if you've never heard it, is when you go to a Denny's, you must hug the waitress because it's the last time you're going to see her for the rest of the morning. She's going to take your order and then go post bail for the boyfriend. I feel terrible saying that, but I said it anyway, and I said it again because why not? A little Friday morning chuckle. What is wrong with you today, Tommy? Anyway, that was my uh, my Thursday, my Thursday. But let's get going. Let's talk about what happened uh, Thursday here on this Friday. Roll the music. Okay, let's get to the pile. And before I get to the pile, I'll explain the pile again. I, I don't want to do this all the time, but if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, when I uh, reference it and go, let's go to the pile, it is a pile of stories that I have compiled. I, I compiled my pile, you see. I do that late at night sometimes, don't ask. Uh, and it's stories from the industry, the cruise and travel industry, that are interesting to me and hopefully interesting to you. And sometimes I give you tips. Sometimes I give you inside information. That's why I consider myself the guru of the seas. I will tell you, if it's a good deal, not a good deal. I will also tell you if they're full of it. And uh, I tell you more times that they're full of it than I do that I don't. And that's probably a uh, a crucial mistake when it comes to staying employed in the cruise industry. But you know what? At my age, <laughs> every day is special. All right. Uh, this story, you could probably have a heading of a throw those guys a life ring. Here, uh, here is the headline, and I think it's in Travel Weekly. Margaritaville at Sea introduces the $899 season pass. $899 season pass. What does that mean? Just what it says. It means that you can sail, not consecutively, you can sail as much as you want between now and the end of the year on Margaritaville at Sea, and you can bring a guest for free for the price of $899. One pass gets you two people as much as you want. It just can't be consecutively because the Margaritaville at Sea, which is the old Bahamas in Paradise, the old Bahamas Paradise, uh, which is located in West Palm Beach, which is a 30-year-old Costa ship, and it sails overnight to Freeport and then sails back. So you're two nights on the ship. You have a day in Freeport in the Bahamas. You come back to West Palm Beach. You can buy this pass for eight. Uh, pay attention, $899, and bring someone with you. The only thing you're going to pay extra for, there's always extra. Uh, you're going to pay for the port fees and the taxes and the gratuities on top of that. But I'm looking now. I don't have time to go in to completely what it is, Margaritaville at Sea. It's a, a mistake by Jimmy Buffett's people, my honest opinion. If you're going to stick your name on a, in the cruise industry, do it right. Rich Carlton Yacht Club, Four Seasons Yacht Club. I, not on a lipstick on a pig, but I'm not going to tell you it's not a great value. It is a great value. $899. One pass gets you two people. You just can't do it consecutively because it's a two-day cruise. So you can't buy this pass for $8.99 and bring a friend and stay on for a week and go, hey, that's a hell of a deal, right? You have to do it non-consecutively. So it's only interesting really to people who live in the state of Florida, specifically South Florida, specifically young people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, 30s and 40s people, because you can basically buy this thing. You're a single guy. You can buy this for $8.99 and you meet somebody and you want to impress them. Hey, sweetheart, let's look. First of all, I can't go out to dinner with the wife with a bottle of wine. I don't go a buck and a half, sometimes 200 depending on the price of the wine. Now, you're going to pay for the wine when you get on Margaritaville, but still, hotel rooms in South Florida, where are you going to go? Where are you staying? They're 200 250 300 350 a night, right? So, two, two days over, a day over, a day back, you get an ocean view cabin. 
You get all your meals. You get the entertainment, the Margaritaville show. Go to a concert in South Florida. Just go to anywhere for a show. Go to Boca Black, Black Box Theater. They're going to bang you $30 a head. Little small theater shows over an hour and a half. What do you want to do now? You have to go someplace else. $8.99 for the season. For the season. Now, you probably pay parking. They get you six ways from Sunday. You know, uh, it's the old joke. Some places get you by the room. I'm not telling the joke again. But look into this. If you live in South Florida, I'm trying to find a way that this is a dumber idea. Look, when you start offering season passes, you know, it's a life ring situation. They have a pretty good sized ship and it sells every other day to uh, every two days to, to Freeport and there's fuel and expenses so you might as well stick them on there and hope they gamble because there's a casino and hope they drink because there's bars and hope they have a good time and they buy the pictures because there's a photographer everywhere getting a picture of you and, and the girl you're hoping to uh, hey, $8.99 for the year if you use it two three times two three times you're getting your money's worth Margaret this is one of those guru specials I should get a hold of the people at Margaritaville at sea and tell them, look, just give me a couple of dollars. couple of dollars. Every time somebody buys a season pass, throw the duck a buck. You know what I mean? What the buck? Throw it. Huh? Easy. Throw the duck a buck. All right. I was looking this morning for sound effects, and I found it. But I have to figure out how I can do it live. I want to put sound effects into this podcast, but I don't want to do it in post-production because I always forget... And then I have to listen to the whole damn podcast and I don't want to listen to it. But I have to figure out how I can do this live because I have a sound effect that says, bless your heart, bless your heart. Because every time I read these stories after almost 30 years in the cruise industry and realizing that people in charge now are in the industry for a week or 10, 10 days or maybe they're there five years, but they're there a short time and their ideas in their head are the brand new revolutionary ideas. It's the same old crap. And I want to just go, oh, bless their heart. And yesterday at Sea Trade Cruise Global, or the day before, there was another panel discussion, another symposium, another meeting. Uh, and this happened to be young people in charge of entertainment on cruise lines now. And I do mean young people because I am not young and I've been around a whole lot longer than anybody that's at that Sea Trade Cruise Global, honestly. Uh, that doesn't make me smarter than them. It just makes me a little more experienced. I have seen it. i give you a quick story. Holland America. Holland America, my neighbor is a big Holland America fan. He's one of, He's an ancient mariner. He's been on it so many times. He was just on the New Amsterdam, spent the entire seven days at the Rolling Stone nightclub listening to the cover band. The cover band was spectacular. Why was that interest? Why was it fun to him? Because we're from that time when we used to go out to the on the weekends to a lounge where there was a a tremendous cover band. They don't exist anymore. Those lounges don't exist anymore, but they exist on ships. Now, take it back. I left Holland America in 2003. Reverse it back when I was there for many years. The Crow's Nest always had an amazing Filipino cover band. When I say amazing, I say amazing. They would start early in the night, cocktail hour, doing the Mills Brothers and uh, and the music for the truly ancient Mariners. You know, we're going back many years, and by the end of the night, they were covering some of the big Michael Jackson tunes. They could do anything, but they were expensive. I know what you're saying. Filipinos? Yeah. 
The really talented Filipino bands want to get paid a lot of money, more than they want to pay Filipinos. And I know what you're thinking. You're making that up. No, it's a racist business. It always has been. Now, Siglo Band is on NCL. They used to be with us in Oceana, the greatest, one of the greatest cover bands ever. And they're on NCL because they're big ships and a younger demographic, and they pack the place every night. Why am I going into this? Because... Holland America dropped the bands in the crow's nest. They did away with them and brought in Eastern European duos, a husband and wife duo with a piano. Oh, it was awful. Nobody went to the crow's nest. It was one of the most popular places to go, and somebody decided in Seattle that's, well, just because it's popular doesn't mean, so they did, got rid of it. Now, full circle, here we are again with cover bands and all kinds of music and entertainment on Holland America, and it's successful. It covers up the food because the food isn't, Oceana level food I, it's that's not a slam that's just the way it is anybody that sells Oceana that goes on Holland America will tell you the same thing we had a good time but the food, the food you know, I don't know if they'll ever fix the food because the food costs money it costs money to put better food on the plate and if you want to spend the money on cover bands and they have the a string their strings come from the Lincoln Center uh, I don't know if that's Lincoln Center New York or Lincoln Nebraska but they're putting money into music and their shows and they're not putting it into the food How, what are you getting to so these these guys, uh, there were three guys in this panel discussion, and one of them was uh, from Virgin. <laughs> so Virgin Voyages. So you know what he was talking about? Drag shows. This guy thinks that's what the world wants to see now on a cruise. They want to see drag shows. Uh, maybe. It, it could be. Maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy, but uh, I don't particularly see it. Yeah, he was the he's the CEO of some entertainment group um, that he and the by the way the panel uh, title was named Waves of Excitement, Reimaging Through Staffing and Guest Experiences. God, ah, uh, these shoreside people—they have all these these hip t uh, names for everything. They slap each other and whatever. Um, and who knows? I'm not singling out. I am singling this one out because this guy was all about uh, reinventing the wheel. For Virgin, Director of Entertainment Options uh, Operations, I won't name him, said that being a newcomer let them break down the traditional approach and rebuild what a cruise can be. Bullshit. <laughs> they just don't get it. They just There is a tradition to this business and it's food service itinerary and then entertainment. And great, the SS Norway years ago had the best entertainment at sea. They had full book shows, full Broadway shows in the Saga Theater long before anybody else, long before all these other bells and whistles. Um, but the, but they, they really think, they really, really think that they're making something happen. There's a new one. Um, uh, uh, there's a, oh, director, I'm not getting into it. One of these guys... This is all, all you have to hear. If you're in the industry and I say this, you're going to roll your eyes and know what I mean. The One of these guys in charge of entertainment, formerly a dancer on Holland America. That is all you need to know. Formerly a dancer. I We are, stand-up comedians especially, are very, very egotistical. We are. We're very, you know why? Because we stand on the stage all by ourselves all alone the program is the one we designed the jokes are the ones that we wrote the show is our show hey, we don't in, we don't inflict our bad ideas on somebody else we inflict them on ourselves if i write a bad joke the audience tells me but these creative people create this crap and then force young singers and dancers to perform it and we have watching the audience say, well, here we go but you know what he they're all at the at the there they're having a panel discussion they're all happy one guy is uh, doesn't have socks on they're all hip anyway 
I swore this was going to be a light and easy Friday. Does anybody still listen to this? By the way, our email address is the, the what the hell is our email address? I forget. The Drake, the Drake podcast at gmail.com. The Drake, I might as well just, just shut it off. The Drake podcast at gmail.com. All right, here we go. Holland America has opened bookings for its 24-25 season. I've said this before. The, uh, people book way in advance. Senior citizens book way in advance. 30-year-old people don't know what they're doing tomorrow. Okay? They're, th- they're thinking about the weekend. They're not thinking about 24-25. And if I hear it once, I hear it one million and one times. Holland America wants a younger demographic. They want a younger demographic. They want a younger demographic. So what does Gus Antorcha announce? They're doing longer cruise and longer cruises and immersive cruises, immersive longer cruises, immersive longer. What does that get you? Old people. That's the the only people that go on a 21 day cruise are retired. They're old fuddy duddies like me. Anytime I hear 21 days, I hear "Mm," that's the scooter coming on board. "Mm," I've said this many times. We did a 14 day round trip out of San Francisco to Alaska and back, meaning they could bring their scooters on board, their own scooter. Nobody likes to rent the scooter. Like they like the feel of their own seat when they're zipping around. You know what I mean? And I wrote a joke, and there were so many scooters on board that uh, Dottie put somebody, one of her staff was in charge of ping pong and parking enforcement, trying to keep them close near the dining room entrance. They were everywhere, running over people. Anyway, according to Gus Antocha, the cruise line is continually, continuing to put focus on longer, more immersive itineraries, as well as bringing back calls to Bermuda, as if this deserves to be in a press release. Who cares? You know how I feel about Bermuda. The guru doesn't like Bermuda. I never understood Bermuda. I don't understand short pants with a jacket, and I don't understand the snobbish feel I get when I'm in Bermuda. Uh, we were just there with, with uh, Serena. Who uh, got to do? Who got? If you want beaches, they're not... Uh, yeah, what is, the sand is nice and nicer than the Caribbean? No, not really. And it's always windy and you get stuck in port. I'm, I would never be hired. But anyway, Gus says, Holland America is meeting the desire because that's very important in our business. You know, I wish... Uh, I wish Ocean would meet my desire. What's the desire? About another 200 bucks a week. You know, throw the duck a buck. You know what I mean? Help me out here. Holland America is meeting the desire of our guests who want more immersive experiences. Gus, read the comment cards. They're not saying we want a longer cruise. They're saying we want a steak and pinnacle grill that we can eat. That's what they're saying. Come on. Does anybody read the comment cards? That's what I guarantee you. No one in Holland America is writing in the review. You know, I've had such a terrible time. I want it to be longer. No, they're writing. I had a steak. It was salty. The music was too loud on the Rolling Stones Club. Well, why'd you go there? I love that. I love when guests go somewhere and the music too loud. Well, it's my music. It should be at my level. This goes back to my friend Ed and about constructive criticism. It's loud because it's rock and roll music. It's going to be loud. Get over it. They're not going to play it soft. If you want it soft, stay in the room. Put the music on on your TV. I don't mean to knock our guests. I love you, all of you. But just like me, you have your flaws. Anyway, Gus said uh, uh, they're offering uh, new itineraries and a new departure option for the Caribbean season. When they write this, do they really, you know, maybe because I'm just old and tired, it sounds stupid to me. But, you know, with sailing, I'm going to get over it. Move to the next thing in the pile. Oh, this one was beautiful, too. This is another panel discussion, another symposium. Did I use the word, did I get to use the word curated yet? No, I don't know where it is. No, there, there was a heading here, and I had to look it up. Um, oh, here it is. New or old, cruise entertainment becoming more curated. 
I had no idea. You know what the hell that means? I didn't know. I looked it up. It means provided in a professional. It's organized and provided in a very professional uh, manner. The guy was a dancer on Holland America. <laughs> All right. Curate your dance steps. What can I tell you? I'm a little angry today. I don't know why either. Uh, panel discussion, symposium, three guys talking to other people and everybody nodding their heads. And it was about the difficulty of getting into the cruise industry. And once again, who was talking about it? People that never worked at sea. It's just the nature of our business these days. And one in particular came from the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection. They have one ship. They have one ship and the man was invited to a panel discussion on the difficulties of getting into the cruise business. Well, you know what? He could actually speak to what they have to do because they're going to stick their, their toe in the water and get into the cruise industry right now. And baby, I've said it before, having a the yacht, which isn't a yacht, is nothing like a hotel. The expectations at a Ritz-Carlton are very high, but they're easily met because you're on land. Now, your expenses are much higher because you have to pay people a living wage as opposed to a cruise ship, but the expectations are easy to meet on land. They're difficult to meet on water when you can't get the fish and you can't get the steak and you can't find people to do the job correctly and your kitchen, you know, you can't pay, you cannot pay the guys in the kitchen uh, on a ship the kind of money you pay in Beverly Hills, California when you're you're getting, what are you getting in a Ritz-Carlton in Beverly Hills? $1,200 a night? $1,400 a night for a bed, a lamp, and maybe towels twice a day? Once a day, once a day, once a week, I don't know. Anyway, he went on and ran his mouth. You can read this one. Uh, another one, talking about how difficult to get into the cruise industry, she was on the panel. She's the general manager at the Antigua Cruise Ports. Never worked at I guess the difficulty to get into the cruise business if you're a port manager. And she actually was an accountant. She was bored with numbers, so she was in charge of the Antigua ports. And she said in the off-season, they spend every day training their help. Uh, she said help, not me. I'm like, what help? When I get off in Antigua, there's two security guards. Neither of them went smile. Oh, they never smile. They never say welcome to Port Antigua. Never. And the rest of it, I don't know who she's talking about. I don't know who she trains. Maybe her secretary. I mean, you got to read this stuff. SeaTradeCruiseNews.com. Is there one guy? Oh, of course, the, the Virgin Voyages guy. He was on the panel. What does this tell you? This whole conference is just politics and pay up front so we can speak. So they have the Rich Carlton guy, brand new cruise line, the Virgin Voyages guy, brand new cruise line, and they have a woman who runs the port of Antigua. How, how does that connect to the cruise industry? But anyway, Alan Zietz, um, he said that... Um, uh, oh no, this is the guy. He was the dancer from Holland America. And now he's the, he's the director of experience, international operations, and special events for Virgin Voyages. Because you can't just be like a manager now. You have to have multiple names pens, paper, toilet paper, whatever, raisins, prunes, whatever, depending on the age group of the people. Uh, and he talked about their inclusivity rating. Of course, 90% because he said. Virgin Voyage is off the off the charts. I mean, that's the one with the play, the time to play, the sex kid in the room, the whole nine yards, the drag shows. Uh, it's crazy. But he said their their the cruise line has a ninety percent inclusivity rating. Quote, quote from Alan: The secret sauce comes in letting people be themselves. I will tell you now. I've been doing this podcast for a few months, and I've done a video update for three years and I've never had a chance to use 
secret sauce when I was talking about the guests. It's usually when I'm talking about something that uh, Frank Garnier has come up with for Explorer's Journeys. Yes, we're presenting the filet mignon with the secret sauce, but not anymore. Uh, what time is it? Oh, I'm having too much fun. We're at almost 20 minutes. I have two more stories, but they're evergreen. Uh, they're about the fact that the travel agency is starting a dating app. <laughs> What's worse than a blind date when you can't, you're on a blind date with a dinner and you're waiting for her to finish the dessert so you can dump her or vice versa. The woman is sitting there with the biggest dork in the world because her sister hooked him and she just wants it to be over. So now this company, I'll get to it on Monday once, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, I work Saturday. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, they want to, they have a dating app where you can actually hook up and go on a cruise with somebody. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. And then we'll talk more about the MSC World America. I didn't give them their due. Uh, I kind of, uh, this is the ship they're building to come to the United States. Um, and they're going to make it um, different and unusual. And they're going to break barriers. And, and, and they're going to have secret sauce. It's going to be pretty amazing. And they're going to have a sports book. This is where the sound effect, bless your heart, would come in. The sports book has been done 70 ways and back again. And at the end of the day, only two morons sit in a sports book on a cruise because they're with their wife and the wife is going, you do that at home, you'll you'll be with me at dinner and you'll be with me at the beach and you'll be with me upstairs dancing even though you can't dance. You will not watch sports. We got on a cruise to get away from sports. Eh, the Brits will be there. If they can put smoking in there and give them newspapers about football, they'll live happily ever after. Have a happy Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. I don't have the weekend off. You know that. I work tomorrow, Monday through Saturday, with one eye open. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> See you later. Shut up, Doug.